Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday night. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. Our our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. First, find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Here are you picking to win the World Series. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also brought to you by LateNightReds.MerchMake.com, where we've got some sweet, sweet merch. We've seen you guys out there showing some love with your new tees. We appreciate it. You guys have been asking for the Big Red Platoon shirt. We got it for you. We got hoodies. We got joggers. I'm a 1,000% going to get a pair of joggers. Uh, or you can kind of go there and get some stuff to support us as well. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to the show. I am one of your hosts, your co-co-co-host. Mr. Tim Daniel himself, the beer chugging, losing streak breaking, celebrating Tim Daniel. Joining us as always, our excellent producer who puts it all together, Mr. Nick Kirby. Well, what's going on, fellas? Happy Wednesday night. How we doing? You know, we're here. Think so we can say about it. And also joining us, sporting the big red platoon, Mr. Former Big Leaguer himself, Carlos Guevara. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Not too bad. Good, good. Well, hopefully, if you are checking us out here on the show today, uh, you are giving us a nice follow on the TikToks where you can see um, us act like idiots. And it's pretty fun. I think we're really having way too much fun with our TikTok. TikTok probably should not have allowed us to have, a, have an account. Let's just kind of call it what it is, guys. Um, they need us. Yeah, especially for a team that's 3-15 and 15 right now. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into tonight. Um, obviously a pretty rough night at the GABP for the Reds, uh, losing to San Diego by a final of eight to five, uh, Vladimir Gutierrez with five innings, six earned runs in six walks. Uh, but Kyle farmer farm dog, four doubles tonight, two ribeyes, Tommy fam, two for four, the homer and a walk. So I know we're going to get into everything that's going wrong with the team. And obviously that's what we got to do. But if you look at the box score the last three days, offense is coming around. Um, I know Joey's not getting a lot of hits right now. And I know, uh, but like, you know, Farmer, Senzel's bats opening up. I mean, I think they're averaged five runs a game the last three games now. So offense is coming around. And if you look at, you know, this is me just trying to be as optimistic as possible here. So a bad Vladimir Gutierrez inning. And then yesterday you have a really bad Raver San Martin inning. You kind of take those out here. We're, Talking about two Reds wins right now, right? Maybe. <laughs> I'm trying. It's quite the hypothetical, though. I mean, oof. it's been tough, but you do you make a good point. You know, they're hitting the ball, at least. It's coming from, I, I couldn't tell you who's been getting the hits just because I don't even remember. It's because Joey's been struggling so bad. Um, But I know the farm dog, he's just consistent, baby. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the six runs they scored yesterday would have run, won six of the games they played earlier in the year, and then five yeah. runs tonight would have won four of the games. So it's just, you know, I mean, obviously it doesn't work out that way, but, you know, it's just everything that <laughs> could go wrong is pretty much gone wrong here these first, uh, I don't know, were you three weeks into the season, two and a half? Seven, uh, eight, feels nine like weeks. five months already. Yeah. yeah. In eternity. Yeah. yeah. You know, the offense is definitely coming around and, some two two rough, like I said, two rough outings, uh, endings from our starters the past couple of days, and um, but I guess in the plus on that is uh, Nick Lodolo looked terrific Sunday against St. Louis, and I know we haven't really we haven't had a chance to do a show since then. We'll talk about tonight moving forward, obviously, but want to make sure we give him his flowers because he was awesome on Sunday and he was a blast to watch. Yeah, yeah. he threw the ball really well, really really impressive. Uh, his mound presence is you know beyond his years. Um, it's just it's exciting to watch. Get kind of almost like a Cliff Lee type of vibe from him a little bit. Yeah, if he's Cliff Lee, I'm down. I'm all the way in. For <laughs> that, sure. I like the Cliff Lee comp. That's, I do too. Uh, that's a good one. Thanks. I, I, I like Knuckles, that. Guys, Knuckles. I was thinking like Clayton Kershaw. I was like, yeah, I don't really like that. Feels that feels too far out there. But yeah, I think Cliff Lee's a really nice one. I like that. Very good. Yeah, I mean, look in a season where the Reds are three and fifteen. I mean, yeah. Let's celebrate Nick Lodolo. Let's celebrate Hunter Green. I mean, these are the guys that you know, are, are going to hopefully bring us back. If anyone's going to bring us back, it's going to be, you know, those those two guys. So that's really what we got to be all aboard focused on at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, um, you know, I was at the game Friday when Hunter pitched, and I know he only went three and a third, and he wasn't as sharp as he had been throughout the year. I'm not really down on him, though. Like, I feel like it just is like – he battled, you know, like um, he missed some pitches. Sure. Like he had like what he had tripled his walks. He had his first two starts, but I don't think I'm at the point where I'm like down on him. I think it was just kind of, you know, just one of those nights. Like we've been saying all along, he's going to look like a rookie sometimes. And I think that's what that was. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was pretty pumped up to pitch in LA, you know, whether he wanted to or not, you know, the juices were flowing a little bit more, you know, he had, however many pitches over a hundred. And so, I mean, he's young, his body doesn't know how to bounce back from that yet. He hasn't done that yet. So uh, this is all new territory to him. So good for the Reds taking precaution and skipping a start and we'll see where we go next. Yeah. I mean, you know, Green and Lodolo aren't going to pitch the whole year. So, right. I mean, there's no point in being worried about them skipping a start. Yeah. Just going to make them go a little bit longer in the year. You know? I'd love for them to each skip a start a month. Yeah, that, that, way, that way they can pitch into September, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, with the with Reaver San Martin's inability to consistently find the strike zone, or you know, get balls past guys, and then you know, we're seeing Goody kind of be up and down. It feels like that rotation is kind of working itself out as Luis Castillo is working his way back and Mike Miner. Um, so I think for the time being, it kind of looks like you know, it kind of looks like those two are going to be the ones that get sent down. So. I imagine Green and Lodolo are going to get quite a few more starts until that time comes when they're not pitching. I hope, I hope Sam Martin goes to the bullpen. I hope he stays with the club. Yeah, the Reds don't have a lot of lefties. You know, I know that's true. You looked really good tonight, and Wilson's has looked pretty solid this year. But I mean, they don't have a lot of lefties, so I definitely think there could be a, a role carved out for him. Uh, I think we've seen him look pretty good at times when he's only faced you know hitters one one time through the order. Um, so yeah, I think he could have some success. I, you know, uh, interesting, maybe, you know, role for him would be 
you know, trying to maybe have him piggyback with Hunter Green as kind of that lefty, you know, kind of the the change of pace pitcher. Um, and Hunter Green's not going to have a whole lot of starts that are going to go much more than four or five innings anytime soon, I don't think. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you could you could put him in that type of role. I just I don't, I don't think he's. I'm not giving up on him completely as a starter, but I just I don't see him being a major league starting pitcher, at least not now. I mean, I think you got to use an opener, something creative with him. Um, he he just he can't be facing big league hitters three times through. You know, it's just it's it's not going to work. I don't think. Yeah, I like him. Like I said, I've been pretty supportive of him, but I'm, I'm with you. Um, but they have their lefty out of the bullpen now. His name is Philip Deal. Ever heard of him? I don't yeah, know if you he, heard he's from Cincinnati. Yeah, he was incredible tonight. I mean, that was that was cool to see. I mean, I think his family was half of the fans in the stands. So, yeah. um, no, nah, I mean that was a really cool moment, you know, for him. And look, you know, even when even when your team's three and fifteen, it, that's the cool thing about baseball. They can always find some some great moments like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they shared his numbers on the broadcast. I mean, he's had a lot of success, you know, with the Reds in Louisville. So, you know, a team that doesn't have any lefties. I mean, I, I definitely think he could carve himself out a role. So. Go Philip. Yeah, good yeah. for him. That was cool. Mom was, that was fun. Was super into it. That was a good interview. Yeah, that was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. It was awesome. Like making the case for him to be there. Like, no, he's here already. We know. We know he's good. Mom, mom made him breakfast this morning. Like <laughs> that's so good. That's like totally me when I go I go home to Cincinnati. Like, you know, my mom's making me breakfast. Like I was like, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just like just and you like go that. home for to visit. You know, my folks are like, where do you want to go eat? Where do you want to go eat? I'm like, no, I want I want you guys to cook. Like, yeah. this is what we came home for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, obviously now at 3 and 15 with one more San Diego game, that's the one positive is we get that out of the way. Um, the Reds now eight and a half games behind Milwaukee, but most importantly, four and a half games behind the Cubs. And we've said it all year. I say all year, like we've, it does feel like it's been an all year scenario. Right. Um, but you know, I think Nick and I have been pretty high on this team is not as bad as our record shows. This is obviously a team that's battled a lot of injuries. I talked about this on lockdown reds yesterday. Um, but I'm starting to think they're not much better than they are right now when fully healthy. And maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but it's, it's kind of starting to feel that way. Welcome to the dark side, Tim. <laughs> They're, they're, Talk to him, Nick. Talk to him, Nick. They're not three and fifteen bad. I mean, come on. No, no, like, no. They're definitely not three and fifteen bad. I, I mean, I think, I think, fully healthy, this team is is still a team that's close to five hundred at at their worst. But I mean, they're missing a lot of people. Like, Luis Castillo solves a lot of problems. Tyler Stevenson solves a lot of problems. I mean, Donovan Solano and Jose Barrero solve a lot of problems. Look at the lineup tonight. You're running out Matt Reynolds and. Uh, Hey man, he, he got on base twice tonight. Yeah, so the coach I, yanked him. I mean, you know, like just their lineup and, and how many lefties they faced. You know, and, and to have two of your right-handed bats that 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 you were expecting to kind of help help fill out your lineup, and then they also missed Indian Stevenson quite a bit. I mean, they're they're nowhere near this. I, I I'll die on that hill that this team is is a close five hundred. And now, I mean, better get that wheel straight. Well, when you're when you're three and fifteen, I mean, you're not you're probably gonna have a hard time getting anywhere close back to five hundred. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think when this team gets fully healthy, they'll they'll probably be around a five hundred team until they trade everyone at the deadline. 
<laughs> you know, so I mean, I don't know what it'll look like at the end of the year, but well, they're going to have a cool three weeks is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a really special uh, June for the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully May. I'm going to a lot of games in May. So hopefully May is the uh, uh, is the, uh, the the magical month. I'm officially coming up for that Tuesday game, by the way. Awesome. I'm uh, yeah. I'll be in Cincinnati next Saturday for the doubleheader. Nice. Yeah, I'm going that Sunday, but I'll probably go to one of those Saturday games with you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go Reds. Pirates. Pirates. I think it's the first team that uh, Reds will be playing that's under 500. Are the Guardians over 500? I think they're slightly over. Guardians are... Now, they're 7 and 10, so they're not, but that's the only team that the Reds have played that's... I mean, are they the only team that won't make the playoffs that the Reds have played? The Braves aren't. No, the Braves are off to a pretty cool start, too, but I... I think they'll figure it out. I mean, they you know they don't have a CUNY yet, but yeah, yeah, they're eight and ten. They're five games behind the Mets, but the Mets have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, the Pirates can't get here soon enough. I know. <laughs> That's what we said last year, buddy. I think the Reds yeah. still went like eleven and five against them or something, right? Something pretty good. I think it was like fourteen and four or something like that. <laughs> I mean, they lost a couple at the end, but. Yeah. The Raymer San Martin got two wins against them. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you play the Cubs, just make sure uh, you pitch around Saya Suzuki, apparently, because he's awesome. I think he's going to cool off. I think he's, uh, um, I think he's due for some rushing. 13 and six last year against the Pirates. So, yeah, I'll take my, I was close. I'll take my chances. Yeah. I agree. Especially when they have one guy on their team making over 5 million a year. <laughs> Nick blink twice if Nick crawls in the room with you. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I guess should we talk about um, should we talk about the bags? Oh, I didn't have one, or I would have wore one. I looked earlier to see if I had a paper bag, but no tango. I was there Friday, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, they're they're wearing bags, and then like, and then I looked over, and all of a sudden saw that someone was down there talking to them to take them off. And then, yeah, I saw the Reds kind of like backing off that. I'm sure that was a lot of, um, you know, creative control from the top, right? <laughs> but yeah, obviously a lot of weird, dude, just a weird vibe at the ballpark last week. Like, so, you know, like I went to the Friday game, so I went to the 100 Green start. And like, there was just like, and I know obviously when your team is two, what are they, two and 11 at that point? Um, obviously, it's hard to be excited. But, like, the vibe was just super down around the stadium. It wasn't a lot of, like, people hanging out, like, and talking. It was just kind of, like, it was really disappointing. I was really sad because I'm so used to even, like, those years with, like, you know, the Todd Frazier, Cueto, Chapman years when they were, like, getting ready to trade everybody. People were still excited to be at the stadium. It did not have that feeling whatsoever Friday night at GABP. It was really disappointing. I wish I was going to the game tomorrow. That's going to be crickets in there. I mean, you guys could probably all stand up and say something about yourselves. I mean, you can hear everybody's conversation yeah. in the stands. They need to lower those mics down. I, I bet there's a decent crowd tomorrow. People love day games in, in Cincinnati. Uh, I bet there's a bigger crowd than there was tonight, tomorrow. Oh, a little side bet. I, I, I think pe- so. people love those businessman specials. Like even when the, even I'm talking like even when the Reds, you know, were better, like they would. I think a lot of people 
also don't realize like the Reds could be good and not draw very well on a Wednesday night in April. Yeah, that's like, true. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little of both. I mean, for sure, but I bet there's a decent crowd tomorrow. Just you know, I don't know what's the weather like in Cincinnati, Tim. Let me look real quick. It's pretty cold. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you maybe that not. Much. Maybe not. If it was a nice day tomorrow, I think there'd be a. Let's see, tomorrow we're looking at a solid high of 61 and a low of 40. That might be a nice, be a nice day. That's a nice day. Is the sun going to be out? It looks like it will. Yeah, it looks like the rain's tonight. So it looks like around first pitch will be in the 50s. Why don't you go out there, Tim? Yeah. If I could get off work, I probably would. They won't know you're gone. Let's go (laughs) for a couple hours. (laughs) I wish it worked that way, man. Go on your lunch break. Catch a couple innings. If I work downtown, like when I work downtown, I would like have days where I'd leave early and go like watch the last six innings. I miss those days. But yeah, it's definitely just like a weird atmosphere right now. And I understand like the losing certainly doesn't help and everyone frustrated with what happened this offseason. But just the least fun environment I feel like I've ever felt at the stadium. Having zero fun, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like. Yeah, I mean it's it's disappointing. I mean, I I think the 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 bags on the head is probably a you know much not not that big of a deal. Like, didn't Bengals yeah. fans have their bags on their heads oh, yeah. like two years ago, and they're in the Super Bowl this year? I mean, I, I I don't know why the Reds keep making a big deal out of these things. Like like the billboard wasn't that big of a deal. Just don't say anything and shut up about it, and like it blows over. <laughs> bags in their heads, not a big deal. It blows over, but. You keep making this things a story. I, that's what that's what I don't really understand. I mean, yeah, the bags on the head deal is like, you think those guys are really serious, like they're trying to make a point, or they're just having fun, right? Like you know, they kind of feel that way, but they're just like having fun. Hey, maybe we'll get on camera or you know something like that. Like it's not even a big deal. Whatever. I can't wait for um, after the flyover for them to be like uh, the Castellinis have issued a. Uh, uh, fine for if you fly your plane over the stadium during gameplay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of this is a big deal. I mean, I don't really support wearing a bag on your head. Yeah, it's not my thing, it, but... It, you can do whatever you want. I think it's kind of a dumb thing to do, but you know, you guys do you. Um, I just... It's probably, it's probably over-exaggeration. I just hope this negative energy, you know, doesn't um, you know, if the Reds are trying to offer an extension to like Jonathan Idia this offseason, I hope it right. doesn't play into that. I mean, I doubt it does. I mean, Jonathan Idia can't go anywhere, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it helps. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's just yes. they keep saying these stupid things after, like, they're just real. I mean, they're brutally like butchering every single opportunity that they have. Yeah. The Reds, it's like, it's going to be the textbook of what not to do. Yeah, I mean they, they've they've made everything, every single thing, everything a bigger deal than it is. You know, and I don't. Yeah, I mean a pretty poor strategy on how to deal with some some criticism. You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I just ask me, like, just mute these people. Like, that's all you have to do. Just hit the mute button. Well, it's like I said. Uh, I was like, you know. They just need to have some PR person there who's there, like standing next to them. It's like when they like when they're about to say something, someone just goes, "Nope, just just don't, just move on." 
just move on. <laughs> like when like when Phil goes, where are you? They just said shit out someone there was like, no, 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 no. So yeah, I'm I'm there. Um, but yeah, that's obviously kind of the the hotter topic of discussion right now. Um, but let's kind of look real quick. So I mentioned um, the offense has been looking a little bit more promising of late. And then, you know, you look at right here uh, as Nick pulls up this slide, he's kind of seeing uh, the hits are there as far as the last few days, the runs are there. Um, it's just, you know, they're one and two in the last three games. Um, and I know across the board, they don't look good amongst the rest of the league, but it's also just a weird offensive year in baseball in general, unless you're like Manny Machado, apparently, or Dolan Arenado. Um, but yeah, you're kind of seeing like guys like Brandon Drury are obviously having really good that bats right now. And uh, today was just kind of like the perfect example of like they're getting hits, but also just really a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, there's two situations where they have bases loaded and less than one out. And from those two circumstances, they score one run. Like, I feel like it's just kind of, and this isn't like situational baseball kind of kicking in. I think that this is part of it is definitely luck, just not going their way. But I feel like the offense really isn't too far away from getting rolling consistently. It's been been a lot of factors. I mean, number one, they face a lot of really, really good pitchers. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you can talk about the situational hitting. But they scored 11 runs the last two days, and the games were started by Joe Musgrove and Mackenzie Gore. Like, those are solid pitchers. Like, if you would have told me awesome. if you would have told me on uh, on Tuesday morning the Reds are going to score 11 runs the next two days, I would have been like, let's go. Like, I would be feeling yeah. great, you know? So, um. Yeah, I mean, it's they faced a lot of really good pitchers. They've had a lot of injuries, and they've had a lot of players not perform. They've had some players just be incredible unlucky. Tommy Pham, um, the, the stack ass numbers are through the roof, um, but he hasn't really got anything going until late. Um, dead and ball, I mean, it's just, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's everything, you know? And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, we had this, uh, uh, Carlos, you sent, sent this to me earlier about the uh, the red slugging percentage, and I think Red's reporter said it's the equivalent of uh, Willie Tavares. But I mean, you know, I, I I pulled up the projected slugging, you know, versus the actual, and I mean, the only two guys that are uh, slugging, one of them's on the IL right now, and the other one's Brandon Drury. Everyone else is slugging below what they're expected. So, yeah, just I, yeah, I don't know what what are you gonna do, you know. I, Joey Votto and Brandon Drury painful. keeps this up as he blocking Jose Barrero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to have to worry at any point this year of uh, finding playing time for people. Um, I think they'll yeah. be. Um, yeah, I mean, Brandon Drury, I mean, he's not. We got a couple questions about him in the chat, so I, I would like to talk about him for a minute. Sure. You know? um, it hasn't been like a lucky thing at all with him you know it's not like he's hitting a bunch of bloop singles like he is hitting the hell out of the ball so yeah um he smoked that one tonight that that uh you know 375 expected weighted on base average that was not including tonight so that i'm sure went up um so yeah i mean looks like he's a nice pickup i don't you know who knows how long this will last you know um but hey you know there's guys like Brandon Drury every year that no one sees coming that end up being nice players. And, uh, hey, it'd be great if, you know, he is. Um, I'm not going to get too excited about him, but, hey, been a pleasant surprise on a team that hasn't been able to hit at all. 
Yeah. What, what's his ceiling? Tyler Naquin? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he's he's going to be a little bit different. I, I'm surprised he's been DHing because I I like thought he was a solid defender at third base. I, I'm a little confused at why he's been DHing. I don't know if he's dealing with some sort of injury, but that looks weird since he's like hitting balls like 400 feet. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't know. Maybe there's something they they see with him defensively that I don't. Um. I don't know. I mean, he has a little more position flexibility than like a guy like Tyler Naquin. So that, you know, is a yeah. little bit more value. I mean, I think he's played third base, shortstop, second base, left field, right field. So, I mean, that's a nice player to have if, if he can hit league average, you know, and especially he's a right-handed bat. <laughs> don't have very many of those yeah. uh, good ones right now, for sure. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, India obviously coming back. Uh, Senzel's starting to look more comfortable at the plate. But yeah, other than that, I mean, especially with everyone else, especially with Stevenson out, it's kind of looks a little bleak there. Um, I think one of the other things that kind of stands out, especially these last two nights and kind of even going back Sunday to actually really through the weekend. Um, that's a few guys here and there. I feel like the bullpen has been pretty decent, you know, for like a, a week or so now. Um, obviously, you know, you look at these last two games that we talked about, the starters gave up 15 runs combined between the both games. Uh, so like Nick said, you give you score 11 runs the last two weeks, the last two games, you feel like you're pretty, pretty confident. Um, but, you know, I think tonight the bullpen gave up two runs. Last night they didn't give up any, and they had to pitch six and two-thirds of innings in that game. So I feel like that's kind of starting to really kind of, everyone's kind of starting to find their role there. Um I thought the way that David Bell used Santee on Sunday against St. Louis was awesome coming in the, was it the middle of the sixth and just kind of to get those like outs and Lodola didn't get the end the inning, uh, using him in more high leverage situations than worrying about getting the last three outs of the game. And I know Justin Wilson went on the IL today, but I actually kind of really feel a little more, more comfortable with majority of the bullpen without what we've seen the last few days. I'll say kind of like what I said last year, whenever we got a little too excited about the bullpen, like it's not much stress whenever you're pitching in a blowout. So those situations, these guys haven't been tested yet. So for me right now, yeah, you know, they've thrown the ball nice, but to me it holds little weight. There's not much behind it to go off of. Like we'll see how, how they do whenever they have to come in, you know, in the fourth inning, two outs, and there's a guy on second and third. See how that guy does, and then how they can build from there, because that's that's the only way we're really going to tell how, how good these guys are. Because I mean, yeah, everybody's professional and they should be trying as hard as they can, but it's it's different whenever the game's on the line. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, that is a good you know, point. The, the one thing that was nice on Sunday, the the only game the Reds have won in like the last year. Um, <laughs> uh, they had like what was they four to one I think it was and and they brought in you know Warren uh, Santion and Sims and they just mowed down the Cardinals and um, I definitely feel really good about those three guys I feel like you have three really solid relievers I I throw Sessa in the mix as well um, I, I know his stack-ass numbers don't look really good he got really blown up in that Dodgers game so in in a kind of a weird situation um, but I feel really good about those four guys the other one point I would make about this bullpen is at least it's not a bunch of, of retreads. You know, these are guys that at least there's, there's some sort of higher ceiling with, you know, it's not guys, it's not guys making their, uh, uh, final lap other than Hunter Strickland. You know, it's not guys making their, their final lap around the ballpark. You know, these are some guys like Alex Perez's and 
Lucino well, Perez is uh, tearing it up with the Orioles. I, I don't, I haven't checked. They look good the time I saw him. Clay sent me something. He had like a zero ERA through five appearances. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what we saw last year. But did, Clay, Alexis- did Clay tell you the, uh, somebody actually asked him if he was Phil's uh, nephew? <laughs> yeah, you're, man, you're starting all kinds of rumors around. I love it. Around he town. is, though, for real. Oh, you know what, Carlos? Someone, some people have got to be positive on these parts, or uh, it's uh, it's really going to be ugly. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, because like you know, come July and August, we're going to be scoreboard watching, but just so we can finish third in the uh, in the division, <laughs> like we got to get above the card, the Cubs. You got to get above the Cubs. Yeah. And so I'll look forward to that. That's that's where we're at. All right, you want to talk about it? We got a bunch of questions. Just, just, just rip it off. Fine. Roger yeah. F. Why is Aquino still on this team? Because uh, everybody else is dead, sir. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have any other options. <laughs> any more? Any more Aquino slander? Let me just go through. Make sure I got them all on here. Just uh, really stab it in in my heart here. That yeah. first, that the first inning or second inning, whenever it was, whenever they scored their first run. Um, the way he went back on that ball, that was odd. He had so much time to get back on it. It didn't seem like wind was a factor tonight. I think my kids were doing something crazy then. Oh, you missed that one. Killing each that other. Was weird. I was like, come on, man. You can't get lazy with that if you can't hit. You better be like all in defensively. But it, it was really odd. I think he knows he's probably kind of counting his at-bats at this point of how many he's going to have left for this organization. So. He's going to go to the Giants, and he's going to have a big playoff hit. Yep. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Man, it's going to kill me so much, too. It, it, it sucks he doesn't have an option left. I just I wish you could just send him down, you know, let him let him have a couple months in Louisville, get his confidence back, and at least see if there's something else there. But Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame. But, I mean, it really, I mean, like, sure, they could – they could DFA him today and bring up, you know, whoever, you know, uh, give some more at bats to to Matt Reynolds or whoever. But it's it's probably not going to make much of a difference, you know. So on this uh, trajectory, are we going to see like this September call ups when they expand the roster by two or three people? Is this when we see Matt McLean and Jay Allen just as, as like a well the hell with it? Yeah, I hope we see Matt McLean this year. That would be a lot of fun just to kind of see see where he's at, you know, maybe for, for next year. Um, you want to, you want to talk, Carlos, I know you sent a, uh, you, you sent something out. Uh, resin four had a comment, Castillo, Mally, farmer, Naquin and fam are the ones to prepare for at the deadline. Mike minor too. If you want to, I'm sure this will be something we talk about a lot um, over yep. the next couple months. Um, yeah. I mean, based on all now, I mean, you hold those two pitchers at the top. Of, of the list. And then for some reason, I feel like, like, I don't think Castillo is going to go. I feel like that he's going to be the one that they hold on to when, when maybe think, it shouldn't be him, but, um, fam, if he's, if he keeps swinging the the bat like he is right now, I mean, he's got to be gone. You would think. Yeah. Fam does cost a little bit more. So, you know, how much is a team going to give up for him? I mean, unless he really, really, you know, goes on a tear. I mean, if he's. But 
I don't I don't think that the Reds are gonna ask for too much. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying fam though is a little bit different than than Naquin. And here's why I would say that because Naquin can be replaced with Fraley, Friedel. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other left-handed bats. Reds don't have another right-handed bat in the outfield, uh, especially if you're going to DFA Aquino at some point. I mean, they really have no one else. And um, and I know people might scoff at this, but I I do think there's some value to not getting your brains beat in against left-handed pitching all year. Like you got all these young players, you know. I, I, if you're not going to get anything back for fam or you're going to get like, you know, whatever, like the Reds got back for Tucker Barnhart, the, the throwing guy. I don't know if you necessarily have to trade him. Like, you know, I think he could be a, a player to at least kind of help get you through this year. Yeah. Um, um, but again, it, now, now if there's something of value, sure. You gotta, you gotta take it. But, and that's interesting. I think farmers, the guy that probably a lot of people don't think about, that I, I think really could be traded. I think like a team like the Giants who loves those platoon matchups, he would fit perfectly with them. Um, and he's going to start to get expensive next year. Like he's over like 3.3 million this year. He's still got two more years of arbitration. He's probably going to like that 5 million next year. And if Jose Barrera's your starting shortstop, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money for a backup shortstop. And I know people hate the money talk, but you know, it doesn't matter what your budget is. You gotta, you gotta fit it with someone. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think he's probably a guy that, especially if he keeps hitting decent, uh, if he hits four doubles every night, he'll really have a lot of value, but, um, yeah, I think good he's a guy point. that would have a, have a little bit of value that, you know, it, it would also be a good situation maybe to, to, to look to move just because you're going to get into a situation where he's going to get a, a pay raise and really not have any trade value. And you don't certainly, he's be a guy you definitely don't want to like. Uh, non-tender or anything you know he's been such a good player for the reds um so i, I think he's a guy that i definitely see getting moved you would have thought kyle farmer had trade value that's awesome good for him I mean, it's awesome that you know he's you know who would have thought you know who would have thunk it ryan castellanos <laughs> <laughs> and carlos yeah ryan castellanos for sure miss that guy hope he's having fun hopefully his brother has is enjoying his life in Philly when his teammates ripping Angel Hernandez a new one. <laughs> Doesn't stop. <laughs> I bet there are lefties out there who could hit left-handed pitching better than Aquino. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's rough for Aquino right now. Oof. It's just such a bummer because that one month when he came up was so freaking fun. It was a blast. And like since then, it's been just... Not very fun. He was good up until the end of last year, and then man, he he really went down in September, and then uh, has not recovered this year. No, he has not. Spring training stats mean nothing. Yeah, I think we're learning that pretty quickly. Yep. Well, at least there isn't a ton of dead money on the on the money situation, right? I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. and Shogo Akiyama, when I looked at spot track today, I think that's about it. Yay. <laughs> Optimism. Yeah. What else you know. got, guys? Uh, I'm going to give you this one, uh, Carlos. This is from what? Mr. Juan. Uh, what's the issue with Joey Votto? Is his bat speed slower? I don't know about what his bat speed is or was, but 
to me as a pitcher just watching, I see that his timing is way off. Like his leg kick is is way off. Um, it almost looks like he's he's guessing at pitches instead of zones like he normally does whenever he's going well. And I don't know. We've seen bad streaks in the past, but this one is just really annoying because it doesn't feel ever feel like he's quite there. Like he's see, he's seen the ball well a couple of times. There's been plenty of abs this year where he's got the benefit of a doubt of a of a called ball instead of a strike. You know that check swing tonight. He went on that. He got another opportunity. Um, but I mean, and he even admitted that the other day about getting the benefit of the doubt of, of balls and strikes, but that he had been lucky. But I don't know. He switched back to his other bat. Maybe he feels a little bit more comfortable. You know. Hit a ball hard yesterday. It's coming. It's definitely coming. It's just I wish it would it would hurry up because there's not many bright spots to look at right now. Yeah, he had three walks Sunday against St. Louis. That was nice. Yeah. Had one tonight. Um so yeah, he's still the same patient Joey Votto that can work a count, but yeah, you know, it definitely seems like he's still getting his timing down. And I know the whole major league baseball had a shortened spring training, so I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. But I feel like he's someone that really kind of values those spring training ABs. And Carlos, you can obviously speak to this way more than we can. Um, so, like, I feel like if he had, like, another maybe 20, 25 ABs, maybe he kind of gets in that groove a little sooner. But, you know, obviously there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. I think he's going to get some good opportunities coming up. You know, uh, tomorrow's starters are right-handed starters. You know, the Padres, you know, number five guy. Uh, then three games in in Coors Field. I think they got two lefties, but still, it's in Coors Field, which is obviously a, a great place to get right. Yeah, so yeah it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Brewers will be tough, but then the Reds got four games against the Pirates. So, you know, I, I at least think there's some some matchups that hopefully we can see some uh, some really good you know offensive games, especially from guys like um, you know guys like Votto, and then you know kind of India coming back. You know, hopefully we can. At least, man, it wouldn't it be nice just to like have like a, a ten to two win or something. Like, yeah, man, that, just one, you know, just one. It would be nice. Just you know, one <laughs> night, you go to bed feeling good, you know. Um, Sunday was awesome. I know and that was awesome. <laughs> I want to. I want. I want to. I want a real beat down. I want to. Yeah, you want to stick it to them. Yeah, yeah. I want to make up for that run differential that's really not in the Reds' favor right now. Yeah, it's something like a twenty-two to one win, and just throw it all off. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I want to chug more beers for ending losing streaks. Well, we're only Ooh. we're only at two right now. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem that bad, right? Yeah, we already went through eleven. So Padres are about to sweep the Guevara Cup. Well, last oh, yeah. year, last year they uh, they they uh, tried to sweep, but uh, Kyle Farmer said no. He did. That's right. I mean, he can't do it all. Come on, guys. <laughs> I don't know, man. You have four doubles tonight. If he'd had a four homers, it would have been better. Yeah. He's probably going to get tomorrow off. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to play shortstop? Um, R- Reynolds or Drury? Yeah. Reynolds, Reynolds, that's why they brought him in. It's because he can't play shortstop. Oh, how about Tommy Pham trying to Goldberg his ass, too? <laughs> Did you miss that one, Nick? I think I did, man. Brandon, we'll see I feel like I watched insult. a lot of this game, but everything you bring it up, I I didn't see. The ball was hitting 
like, I don't know, 15 feet past the dirt in the outfield and fans come running in and he's like camped under it. And fans like falling down trying to catch him. He runs into him. Jesus. Tommy plays the game hard. You know, (laughs) he's like, you're not going to get paid for catching that extra ball, Tommy fam. Don't worry about your defensive numbers. You don't get paid for cans of corn? Not if you catch them. <laughs> Tomorrow would be a good day to give Kyle, Kyle off, though. He's got two lefties in Colorado. Um, tomorrow would probably be the, a good day. I mean, it's just, it's hard after four doubles, but the guy does need, need a, day, a off. day off. How many games in a row did Cal Ripken play? Same dude. <laughs> Same dude. <laughs> yeah, but but did Cal Ripken ever hit four doubles in a game? You know, like he, he doesn't have that kind of ceiling. You know, I. That's yeah. true. That's a lot more. Hmm. That's a good point, yeah. Nick. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Value value points. Uh, yeah. So here's what we kind of have coming up. So tomorrow, Tyler Malley against Dick Martinez. Um, like like Nick said, Martinez is. This is not a slight on him, but definitely probably the worst of the Padres rotation because uh, the other four are freaking awesome. It's fair. Freaking yeah. awesome. And They're so good. Reds have their, you know, most established, probably their best starter on the mound. So good vibes. Yeah. Posi- or no, we're positive vibes now, right? That's what India's shirt said. Positive yeah. vibes. And then you go to Colorado, who we've talked about this for two years now, are really good at home. I don't know what it is. They're actually playing pretty good ball right now. Um, but... Yeah, it's like, you know, you kind of have this, this coming up. Austin Gomber, Chad Cool, Kyle Freeland. And then, yeah, like Nick said, you got three with the three with the Brew Crew, Woodruff, Peralta, and Adrian Hauser. Uh, Woodruff and Peralta have not found their groove yet. But, <laughs> they, they probably will. <laughs> but they will now because Redson 4 and Tim Daniel had to say something. <laughs> yeah. And then you come home for four games with the Pirates, including a doubleheader on Saturday. That's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I hope hopefully they uh, they bump uh, Green and Lodolo back uh, so I can at least see one of them when I come. Yeah, so you're only here for, for you're only here for that day. Yeah, just gonna go to both double headers and head home the next day. Nice. Are you gonna get hammered? Well, my kids are gonna go to the day game, so probably not. They're not old enough to drive. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Got some time. Uh, we did get a couple other questions here if you want to yeah, knock some of these out. Actually, two, two uh, are going from here from Jim. How many losses before someone is fired? That's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I think that's, I mean, the Reds are 3 and 15. Brian Price was fired at 3 and 15. So, I mean, um, I, I, yeah. don't think, I don't think they're going to fire Bell. I mean, number one, they signed him to an extension in September last year. So, I mean, that would look pretty dumb. And and I also think, like, it was a little bit different with, with Brian Price. Like, I feel like when you fire Brian Price, like, it was at least something, okay, I think fans felt a little better. No one's going to feel good about firing Bell. No. Even even his harshest critics are going to be mad. Like, you know, you're a scapegoating. You know, you know I just, I don't see how it does them any good. I think they like David Bell. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they hire, maybe they fire a bench coach or uh bad boy or someone like that. Derek Johnson's not getting after, fired either. Yeah. They can't fire anybody after what's going on. They just replaced a hitting coach. You know, pitching is, they can't lose him. 
they can't yeah. put this on David Bell. Like it would look terrible on ownership if they fired someone. Yeah. If David I, Bell's gonna get fired like the way Brian Price did, he needs to have one of those like tangents where he says the F word thirty four times. I think that's probably what would have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I mean, you know, anything's possible, you know, especially with, you know, how uh, challenging of a time the Reds have had with the PR lately. So I don't know. Maybe they would think that would do good. I, I'm here to tell you it won't. No one's nope. going to no one's gonna be like, yeah, that's the move we needed. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to change everything. People are going to be more mad. People will be more mad than a lot more mad than excited about that. So, yeah. Yeah, even even the ones who dislike him, yeah, I just I don't think that. Uh, another good one. Uh, did Phil's comments contribute to the losing streak, or do the owners' comments not matter to the players of the clubhouse? Carlos, why don't you start with that? No, I mean they probably heard it and they're like, whatever. You know, guys that have been there for a long time are like, we're used to this. You know, we've gone through these up and downs before, but. Uh, no, that, those guys are all pros. They're all playing for their future. They're playing for their next contract. So they're, they're out there trying to – because there's people trying to get their jobs, you know, every single day. So that that stuff doesn't bother them. It's not going to – one way or the other, even if they, like, came out and did something, said something amazing that they're going to do for the city or whatever, that's not going to change the way that they play either. So Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you on that. I don't – There's too many young guys that, that – can't get afford to be affected by that. How how many yeah. guys do the Reds have that aren't playing for a contract right now? Votto, yeah, and obviously Votto's. I don't think Votto cares about what ownership says. He's been here forever, his entire career. I mean, like I don't like think it matters to him. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone, everyone, even the older guys, like Fam, they're you know trying to get another contract at some point. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Um, yeah, I mean. I guess Alan Zedro being the hitting coach. That's if if you're gonna if there's one guy that that might get fired, it, it would probably be him. I think the Reds overall like him. And didn't like, he just get hired? No, he was here last year. Yeah, he was here last year. I, mean, the hit, I thought a hitting coach got fired in the middle of the season, like here recently. Am I wrong? Probably. Usually. Mm, not that I remember. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I just can't put a name to it. Hmm, I, I don't. I think they like him. I mean, from everything I've heard, you know, it sounds like he, he's a guy that they they like. But I mean, I'm just saying, if if there's anyone of of uh, of note that that maybe would get, you know, canned, it would be him. Yeah, he was the hitting coach since 2020, so I think I think he might they might have fired the the other guy in 2020. I don't know. No, maybe it was like at the end of 2019. I don't think they fired anyone in 2020. It was kind of hard to bring guys in and out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, good comment here from Zachary. You know, I hate that the young guys have to experience this, like what Nick said earlier about India maybe not wanting to sign an extension. Again, I, I'm not saying I, – I highly doubt that plays a huge role. I'm just saying I hope it doesn't. Like, I, I, don't, want, I don't want people to be, like, you know, taking this, oh, this is going to stop India from signing – India can't go anywhere. So if the Reds yeah. offer him a good contract, no one else can offer him that. So – you know, I I don't want to make a big deal out of that, but I hope it doesn't have any impact. Well, I mean, they have somebody in Joey who they can can talk to about it. Like, yeah. you know, Joey's going to be dead honest with them what how he feels about it. You know, what he says to the media or his friend or something is going to be different because it has to be his answer has to be a certain way. So you yeah. know, he can 
you know, he gets along with those guys, you know, like somebody like India and, you know, India's going to be like, Hey man, they're offering me this. Like, what do you think? And, you know, they'll, they'll go back and forth like that. So I, the way that they're the roster that they're running out there this year, um, the way that ownership is, is talking that that's not going to hold any weight. Um, on the player's decision, really. It's going to come from somebody like Joey that they can really talk to and ask, uh, you know, so. Yeah, Tanner Ward was the coach. Thanks, uh, Reds and Four, and, uh, for bringing that up. Yeah, Tanner Ward, and they, they fired him at the end of 2019. He was, like, the Puig guy. And then they brought in Zenter in 2020, but they also had, um, who was the assistant hitting coach? Uh, Ecker. That's probably who you're thinking of. He was the assistant coach, but he was the guy that was credited for a lot of swing changes and uh, uh, then got hired by the Giants and helped help them. And he's got, I think, like a really good job. Is he with the Astros maybe now? Um, what did the Reds sign with the Giants to be their JV team? What the hell? I don't know, man. They 2018? They're doing pretty good. Um, this Pat Pat's Blue Monday comment about India also being Scott Boris doesn't help. I I I don't know. I think maybe that's a little over exaggerated. You know, Boris. If you if you saw the comments he made about Castellanos, he was very careful with the words that he said that he was not trying to trash Red's ownership. Like he wants to still have all everyone available. Like and he does not care. Whoever pays the most, he's going to recommend that's where you go. Like he doesn't care about any of that other stuff. Um so and I mean I mean the Reds signed what two guys with them in 2020. So yeah, I mean I don't I don't think that's a big deal. I think if the Reds offer him an extension that that um uh, Boris views as a fair value or maybe even more than that maybe better than fair value or whatever. I think he's going to recommend that he takes it. I, I really don't think that's probably, you know, too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you past, but I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a great thing, but they've worked before. And I, I think, I, I think, I think Boris is going to go wherever the most money is. Yeah. Nick Senzel is also a Boris, Boris client too. So, you know, it's obviously, and you know, you do have a say like when you're drafted, like I know, a, you know, Guy, Carlos, you can speak to this more than anybody, probably, obviously. But like, you, I mean, the Reds got Hunter Green because Tampa didn't. He, Tim, and Tampa really couldn't come to in a contract conversation, and that's why he drops them at two. And that's what they took. Was it Brendan McKay? I think they took over him. Um, you know, like that kind of happens a little bit here and there as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's like perfect by any means, but um, it certainly doesn't help. I agree, but I also kind of see where Nick's coming from. I think like. You know, the conversation you hear like with him was that, you know, he told the Reds that Nick was interested in coming back still. He wasn't closing the door and it just kind of, you know, didn't work out the way that everyone wanted it to, obviously. Another good comment here uh, from uh, uh, Reds gal 21. Carlos, what is it like for players mindsets playing in an empty stadium or does it not matter? Um... Right now, early in the season, it probably doesn't matter. But when you get like to the dog days of summer and there's nobody there, it sucks. It's it makes it that much harder to get ready for a game. So they call it the dog days of summer is because you're at a game like 120 already and you still have 40 to go. You're like, holy cow, is this ever gonna end? And you know, those games can get tough to to get up and get get yourself psyched and ready to go. 
again, everybody's a professional. They're playing for their contracts, but that that does, um, you know, it, I mean, every every player will tell you they they can't wait to play underneath the bright lights with a with a with a big crowd. It brings out the best in them. That's what those professional players. You know, that's that's in their blood. That's what they're made out of. Like that's when they shine. Whenever people are watching them, and so that that does take a little bit out, out of it. I mean, I couldn't put a percentage number on it, I guess, but um, it's it's definitely tough and it sucks. Yeah, I mean that. So the twenty the twenty twelve team that won ninety seven games on September tenth had sixteen thousand people show up to a game. You know, so I mean, I think some of this might be, you know, a little, you know, over exaggerated or whatever. I mean, again, I mean, it, 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 feel, I think it feel a lot of this stuff feels worse than it probably is right now. Yeah. And I think that's just more or less the feelings of the off season and, you know, Phil's comments, I think just kind of made things worse than they, I mean, obviously three and 15 is terrible. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. But I feel like if we don't have that, if that conversation doesn't happen, we're just kind of sitting here talking like, yeah, the team stinks. But that just kind of makes it feel like it's just like, you know, free falling. Yeah. Yeah. Second worst start since 1933. Well, 2018, they got to three and 18. So just, yeah. one, just one, one of these, uh, one of these next um, three three and we avoid uh Damn, they were that bad then i don't remember that yeah man jim riggleman was the interim manager if that tells you anything you need to know so wiggle it just a little bit well i mean the positive is that that 2018 team uh had what a, had a 15 and 11 june and a 13 and 11 july at a four game sweep at dodger stadium Still lost ninety five games, but hey, they had some fun moments. They had a good Nick Lodolo. They had a good yeah, they had a good run. We are gonna need some topics on this show. (laughs) Hey, if the Reds are going fifteen and eleven, I don't care for fifteen games back. I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. I will gladly take a fifteen and eleven month at any point this year. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here? You got any other questions or I forgot to put the live thing up, man. Oh. Yeah, as if people didn't know. I failed. That's what that red light in the background is. It's the live. Yeah. <laughs> I get the radio stations. What? <laughs> Why are you throwing Dougie Downer in here? I, don't know, just I didn't even know you had that. I should have oh. known you had that, but it's it's always always ready. Ooh. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Doug. For sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guys. Tomorrow's a new day. It's the last Padres game of the season. Thank God. Um, but uh, for everyone who's still kind of hanging out with us each and every week, just know we're very grateful and we really appreciate this. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> if you still love us and you still like hanging out with us again, thank you. Uh, please check us out at late night reds.merchmake.com. Pick up some merchandise and support us and show us some love. It means a lot. Um, and also make sure you give us a nice solid Apple five star review and go to bed online, sign up, believe B L E A V get your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, you're betting for or against the reds. I mean, they're going to Colorado who are really good at home. So there you go. So 
On behalf of Nick and Carlos, thank you, everyone. Five-star reviews, and uh, go Reds! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.